0: This is Kieran Murphy, the founder and presenter of the Across the Four Legs podcast. Sean Murphy to John Murphy. This is Connor Lawner. This could be the icing on the cake. Second goal for Carlo, and surely now they're into the Leinster semi final. Carlo have restarted quickly. Long ball sent into that inside forward line. Oh, and it's broken for James Doyle. Goal chance for Carlo, and they've taken it. On Saturday, February the 25th, at a venue still to be decided, Boris Vocational School meets Skullmuir of Ennis in the Camogie Junior School's B All Ireland final. This current group of girls are maintaining a strong tradition of camogie in the school and they go into this game with a 50 50 chance of lifting the title. On the podcast this week, I talked to Boris Vocational School teacher, Orla Bambry. Orla, it has been an amazing journey to get to the final, hasn't it?
1: It has, Kieran, yeah. I just listened to your introduction there. Our match has actually gone back to the fourth now, the fourth of well. okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable, unbelievable journey to the final. Um, we're actually seven games in now. I was just thinking earlier going back over the matches and everything. Like we're seven games in now since we started in probably middle of October. So uh like our group our group was tough. We when we got the draw yeah. this year for junior we said, Oh god, we've been off a tough group.
0: Four points out of six in that group though, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, we did well, like, I suppose, uh, we had two easy games as such, which we weren't expecting, like, we, we had comprehensive wins over Comer and over Mount Rath. so then we went to Johnstown then, for the last game in the group, and it was important, because if we won it, we are straight through to the semi and home venue, but, oh, like, it was tough up there, we were really got a rude awakening, and we actually lost that game by a goal, we were flat, but, like, it was such a blessing in disguise, because... Um, now not that we had got ahead of ourselves or anything, but we just hadn't been tested, you know, and when we were tested, it, like we we fell short that day. So we had to kind of just go back to the drawing board as such and um we just got going again and re things around and just trained harder than before if that was even possible. But we did and uh we had gory, you see, we knew we'd gorey now in the quarter final and big school like Helena Jake was over them. We knew we knew it was gonna be tough. But we we had a good win that day. Like we played very well against Gorey and um, you know, they, even afterwards, their coach was saying how how well we were playing as a team and so on. And look, that got us through to the semi, and we were to, we were down to play Bannerher then above and Banner in the semi final.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and how did that go?
1: Um, well, we knew before we went up. Like we played on the Monday. We we couldn't go with the with the weather the week before. It was meant to be the Thursday of the previous week. We went the Monday, which is the week of the Leinster final, and look we were we know going up there and I said to the girls before we started the game that just before you know the ball was turned in I said I need you to know now we're we're down by three points before we ever start this match because you're on the school pitch it's attached to the school grounds and look it's school camogie can be difficult at times to make sure that it's a fair process because it's home venues you get to pick the ref yourself all these things and it can be so hard to get past semi-final stages and we knew we really had to hurl up there and like Manor are a great school like the, feeding, the feeder club up there is St Rhynes which has a huge Camogie tradition um but I knew we were going well and like if we you know if we really really put our shoulders to the wheel I knew we, we could come out with a win but look they played fantastic up there really really great and um, we did so much possession in the first half but we just weren't getting scores and the second half we took off and we won by six points
0: Amazing, amazing, and like you go into a final and you've got those scores and those wins behind you, and you're playing a Wexford side again, and Wexford side don't need any introduction when it comes to Camogie. But you were fabulous that day, and it was, it it was the pitch wasn't great, and it was a frozen, cold day. Look, it's the same for both sides, but um, that game was tight for a long time. You won by one six three points. Two-year players, Roisin Joyce got something like 1-3. Cueva Cody got three points if my memory serves me right. And Yeah, like, Alan, it, yeah Alan Cody, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, what,
0: what did I call her? You call her
1: Cueva. Cueva. Cueva,
0: Cueva a great player, but this is yeah, so My apologies, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. flying at the weekend for but, DCU, unfortunately
1: they lost. But, yeah, look, that day was... Um, Look, we knew we were down to play Pres Wexford. They are a serious moby outfit. We had met them in the sevens, actually. Um, we played the Leicester sevens every year for the schools. And it's like it's a great day. You go up with 10 or ten players and away you go. And Pres were Pres- Pres- good that day. Um, but still, it only gives you a snippet of to what is to come or whatever. But uh, look, it was tough. The ground was... The grass was long. It was wet. It was everything. But as you say, it was the same for both sides. They dropped a sweeper straight away. And look, it did curtail us for a while. But I suppose deep down, I knew you can only hold out for so long when you have the forwards like we have and the attack coming through from the middle of the field there with Owen. And, um, like, Anne Murphy was actually a coach. Anne Murphy's from Lester Rangers and lives up here past the school. And she teaches
0: I ta- press I, I was talking to her during the game, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah, so, like, Anne actually won an All-Ireland in Boris in 2006. She was on that All-Ireland winning team. And uh, it was actually strange to have her. We were on the same sideline, but she was obviously with the other school. And I suppose I just... Was used to her in the Boris jersey and performing on yeah, the field. Yeah. She wouldn't Ireland sevens with us as well. And look, she had her homework done. She knew she who knew to mark and she
0: had, she had a lot of homework done for them. So I wasn't surprised, you know. Yeah. Like and Joyce got, got the goal that day in the second half. You, you were telling me after the game, you, you had talked to the girls at half time and you, both, you all agreed that a goal, whoever got the goal, it was going to be a huge moment in the match. And you got the goal. And um, okay. can you go back over what you were saying there about the half time? What did you say to them? At half time
1: uh, in the Leinster final, was it? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Half time in Leinster final, I suppose really we had to go through facts. The facts were like that we had an awful lot of possession, we just weren't converting it. The ball was going in deep to the full forward line. We just go through all this with the girls, and sometimes, like, when you're out in the pitch, it's all happening but you it's hard to step away, if you know what I mean, to get a pitcher overall pitcher. So like we just went in and spoke to them and we spoke about where the ball was landing in terms of the delivery we were bringing it we were giving in, we needed to create more space up there and we felt if we pulled the half hour line out a bit, then that would happen. Um, which it did. We got once we opened up the space a bit, they got the ball and we started to get the scores and then you know, Anwin going into the forwards actually was fun- fantastic because she just has this great ability to create space and she just slices through people and she opens it up and she's a very long stridener and a wonderful strike of the ball mm-hmm. so she was a huge asset up there like Roisin popping out in the middle of the field I mean she just she led it from there between herself and Owen they led it and they drove the forwards on and it was it was absolutely it was it was great so we spoke about that at halftime um like you're trying to prepare them, you see, and say, "Well, if they keep two, if they keep two on roshin, what do we do? If they go back to fifteen, what do we do?" So we spoke about that, and we had it settled, and they knew what they were doing. And sometimes, I would find, particularly with the girls at halftime, when we go through facts like that, and they know what's happening, then they're able to go out and do it. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, they apply themselves, and and then you're you've got a long journey down to uh, County Limerick. Uh, it um, wasn't easy. I presume you left Boris that morning, the G in the bus, yeah. You didn't stay oh, we didn't, on, actually.
1: Yeah. We, we didn't. We decided to leave from Paulstown because, kind of, when you look at the map and everything, like the St Mullins girls would have had to come up to Boris, the Michel girls would have had to come down, the Bar Rangers girls had to go. They were all travelling nearly their own direction. So we decided to take 20 minutes off a bus journey by meeting in Paulstown. So we left from here at half eight, and in, we left from Paulstown at half eight, and it just meant less, 20 minutes less than the bus.
0: That's interesting, though, because I'm beginning to see now the detail you uh, used to, uh, Prepare these girls for the matches. Like, that's a very interesting. The obvious. I said to you there, the obvious. Oh, you left from Boris. No, you didn't. Shortened the journey a bit for the players, but it was still a long journey. You got off the bus that day, and I felt you were very. um, Oh, I just felt you were flat for a long time in that first half. Maybe seven or eight minutes before halftime, you got going. But obviously, you know, it would have been very hard for you not. Not to have been flat. Yeah. And um, like, you, you hung on. With the best
1: will in the world. Yeah, like with yeah. the best will in the world. Yeah. Like we travelled, we had it all broken down. We, we, we went as far as Barack Obama. So that was an hour and 10 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes from Paulstown. We got out. We stayed off the bus for 45 minutes. We got back on. We travelled another hour. We got out in a public park in Croome. <laughs> and we got out there for maybe 20 minutes. And then we headed on and we broke it up well. And actually, the journey itself didn't seem as long as the 290 kilometres on the. On Google Maps but um, oh, no. yeah it was a uh, very flat we were very flat in the first half but uh, you know I was in Fena last night we were training last night and we went in to just kind of debrief after the match and just to talk about it because we all went we made a great journey home obviously but we didn't talk about the match as such um, and I asked them last night to write down like what were they feeling in the first half and like the girls were worried and they were Taken aback by the fact that Hazelwood had got five points on the trot, That hadn't happened to us, do you know. Um, and they were in their heads. They said they were wondering, w- were we going to wake up? where we going to match them? So, um, like, they were feeling it out on the pitch. But, like, look, for the first 12, 13 minutes of that match, I felt like they got, they got a serious start. They got a first ball, cross field ball into number 15. She turned, struck it over the bar. Like, 14 got an unbelievable score from the right hand side almost um, on the end line like they were powerful scores they were getting and they were running off the shoulder well. and we weren't coping for the first 12 or 13 minutes
0: their but number 13 only... as well was doing fierce damage I think they all scored their full forward line all scored in, yeah. that, in that period of time that you're talking about
1: yeah they all scored they were just running off the shoulder they were powering through us really so it wasn't really that panicked or worried at that stage like I said look we're only at the start of the match but at the same time we need to kind of stem the tide so we actually, we made more changes and made more changes in that match than we've done all year. Like, Sarah Joyce came from corner back to centre-back. Wayne went from centre-back to the wing. Niamh Dial went to the corner. And we just changed it around. The girls adapted. Now, we've spoken about this. We we go we show everything as best we can before every match. Um, and the girls are aware that when changes are made, you just get on with it. Like, you don't need to be standing there judging yourself. It's not because you're playing bad or anyone else. It's for the good of the team and... Like this that's what they did. They just got onward and Sarah adapted to centre-back very quick and I felt that straightened it out until half-time and we got our first score then I think it was 19 or 20 minutes from a free and we weren't playing well but we still went in with four points,
0: you yeah, know, and yeah. so
1: I knew half-time was coming we'd be okay. I know five points might say, and it is a lot in Camogie, especially under 16 Camogie but yeah, no, we were starting to pop up. The, the mm. girls were starting to settle before half-time. Yeah, I have
0: to confess me of little faith. In the first fifteen minutes I was tempted to send a text to the Nationalist Editor editor to say it's not looking good here. You know it wasn't. but then when Roshi Joyce got that fabulous poem from out on the right, was it? And um, I just felt it, it lifted everything and it put a small bit of doubt into their minds as well. Yeah, look,
1: but just like it's like anything, you just need a score to settle you. and then look, three more came after that and look half time came I just we just needed half time to come. I knew we were starting to, to kind of we were starting to come good. Individuals were starting to pop up. We were starting to catch balls. We were contesting the area balls at that stage. And if the bats were phenomenal for the whole game, they're a very tough hour, to be fair to them. They're a very tough hour. Um, maybe our, our weakness in the first half was when we got the ball into our forward line, we weren't defending it hard enough. And it was yeah. coming out too easy, you
0: know. Funny you enough, know, I've written down here, um, Owen Cody and Roisin Joyce were probably, probably the heroes in the Leinster final. And that's not taking away from any other player on the pitch. But I felt in the all Ireland semi final there was fifteen players and your subs all dug in like a and your goalkeeper made some fabulous saves as well. That like the two games that I've seen you play and I think she has a clean sheet. clean sheet, yeah. Yeah.
1: She's She's yeah. just she's so easy to work with Karen. She just she loves the goals for starters. Like yeah.
0: she's
1: just loves that she loves Camogie. Like she's always working on, on her... Any skill she can work on, she's working on. Whether that's batting the ball, catching the ball, her poke outs even the last year alone, her poke outs have, have come on no end. Like, you know, but you're right, the 15, like not every single one of them battled. Because, I'm calling her, they were excellent all over the field. And when we started to match them, I felt we were starting to win the battles all over. When we really started the battle. But it took the 15, Schaefer came on, she made a massive impact as well, when she came on and... Like changes were made again up up front, like I went up going up front again and you know, she she brought she she brought it to them, like she drove at them as much as she could and Roshi settled it. I thought Alice Dalton in the middle of the field. Their number eleven was from the very beginning. I felt she was Made herself very obvious. She was a fantastic camogie player. She had a great lift. When she went to jab lift the ball, it was in her hand before it even got to her ankle. She had a great low lifted ball. And Alice matched her and Alice won that battle. And that was a huge help for us in the middle of the field.
0: Yeah, the two goals. You got the goals at the right time immediately after half time. And then at the end, when they had. When That killed them really, the last minute goal. They had a chance to get back, but she didn't let them get back. The goals were critical. Yeah. Look, the goal after
1: half time was a godsend. Like we. Yeah. We just needed it, like as in, it, it got us going. It fired us up, and the belief, I suppose, was back. We were back. We were back within two points of them, and we knew, we just drove on from there. Everyone got their spirits lifted, and we just took off. And I have to say, in that second half, I thought we played some of the best Camogie we've played all year.
0: Yeah, I look the support you had on the sideline as well to keep the team going helps. I'm sure the the borough yeah. support, the travelling support, meant a lot.
1: Somebody unbelievable, like yeah. I I, I think. I can't like I, I honestly to God thought going down there, you know, it'd be hard to get everyone to travel that far. When I saw the crowds just funneling in and they had to pass our dressing room door as well. I did, I did. <laughs> like when I saw them when I saw them funnel in I couldn't believe it. Like I mean yeah. I mean half of Carlo were there and I'd say we outnumbered them nearly two to one for support. The flags, the the, yeah. the headbands. Now Sarah Dila in school she make sure the mid that were making headbands for the week below in the school and the flags were all washed and ready to go We just a supporter's bus travelled like nearly all the staff room was there all the teachers were there like you just like it doesn't surprise me it actually doesn't but still you're you're just so grateful for it like we have always had the most amazing um I suppose support for camogie and for Ireland in the school and like it's not today or yesterday Kieran. like I came to school in 2004 and you know there was the foundations for for it all and success was there long before that like Kieran Lucas uh, John O'Malley Hugh Byrne um, Joan Gile, Nolan, and Doyle, Breda Nolan and Mary Smith, like yeah. they were they left a huge legacy behind them and I suppose they showed us the way of, of how to do it and how to keep it all going and the standards that, that you want to push your school teams towards and you know um it's every bit you know their legacy as much as anything else. So it doesn't surprise me when all the supporters turn up, but still you're just so grateful that people continue to make that effort.
0: Yeah. When did you start to believe that possibly you could get an extended runs when an all and final was there any one match that you said, let's really go for it, or do you just say that up before every match?
1: No, I, I, it's just not something that's it that I do anyway. I don't you look you get your fixtures every year and you look at the group and you say look you're true. But my answer would always be you go out to win every match, and even when it's not going well, I still think they can win. Mm-hmm. Like. So even, even now he ask me a question, does not one match said she's is an All-Ireland in this team? Because that's yeah. just not the way that I think. I just think we prepare, like we just go from match to match. Yeah. And like the All-Ireland, it is, it'll be our eighth game and the fourth of March. And like, you say to me, well, do you think we can win it? Or when do you, th-? like, it's an, obviously we want to win it or we have a 50-50 chance of winning that match. But up until this point, it was match after match and that's just how we yeah. do it. You see, yeah. with School camogie, you just never know what's going to happen oh, because gosh. we're a mixed school and we have half the numbers of girls to say a big girls school um from a town for example. So from year on year you just don't know. Like it's beginning of this year, Kieran, we lost Sarah Murphy. I don't know if you know Sarah but she's from Ballankillen and she's an absolutely fantastic Moby player. She's she's only she just turned fifteen last week and she was playing midfield on the senior school team earlier in the year and unfortunately she did her cruciate playing soccer one weekend. And like I remember thinking, Jaden like she's a massive loss. She's a massive loss to the juniors. How are we going to cope? And, like, we have coped, but she's still a massive loss. And, like, it hurt, I'm sure it hurts her being on the line, but she's just a phenomenal attitude. And I have to mention her today because she's had a cruciate knee um, injury replacement above in Dublin, and she has not missed one training session despite that injury she got um, before Christmas. Not one. Yeah. We went up to play Johnstown that day in the middle of November. She went to a physio appointment in Kilkenny, and I turned around, and there she was behind me, up in North Kilkenny. No, like... No need for her yeah. to be there. And I spoke to her mum after and I said, I didn't expect to see Sarah here today. Her mum had drove her up and she said, well, she committed to the team for the year, so she'll be here injured or not. And I just thought, isn't that just the most amazing yeah. attitude to have?
0: Yeah, that's know? just, that's the ethos of the school, the spirit of the school, but it's also the person, it's also the coach. It's it's a sense of wanting to belong as well, isn't it? And and yeah. that's what you'd cultivate down in South Carolina in the school. By the yeah, way, is
1: Alan, that, is that sorry, we go to a massive panel? Like, we thirty 34 on that panel. And yeah. It can be hard for girls, especially at that age, to stay on the panel when maybe they know they're not going to get a start. And I'm, The hardest thing for me as a coach for Schools school Camogie is Schools school Camogie is knockout from the start. Yeah. So you don't get to play around with a league and give girls all the runs you'd love to give them. and. I had, we spoke actually after the second match, and I told them that, like, you know, whatever far this, however far this journey took us this year, that I wanted them all to stay involved and to enjoy the journey, even if it meant every girl wasn't going to get their game time. And, like, not one girl left that panel, and, like, they're all enjoying it, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. trip it to yourself and the rest of your coaching team as well, really, is it? Although you all say yeah. that.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I have to mention Siobhan Bollard here and Emma, Emma yeah. Conway. Like Emma's from Ballyhale, Siobhan's from Castle Homer they just, are, they just are brilliant you know we make it we enjoy each other's company and at training and look all our conversations in school when it comes to match we, we plan and training sessions it's everything we can do for the girls and everything and we'd really enjoy it and Sarah Roach is another girl I want to mention she's gone to be principal now down in Kennedy College in Gory but she was a great help to us for the last couple of years as well and Eve Prendergast and Roisin Breen uh, did her teaching practice with us and they're still involved Neve Dial she was a past student, you know, she's there and thereabouts always giving us a hand with the goalies and stuff like that. So it's just a tradition we have and we all help each other whether you're still there or like even now, like just past students will be texting you and wishing you
0: the best of luck and it's just wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Listen, talk about about yourself. I'm embarrassed last week I asked you, do you play a I not shouldn't, I shouldn't have asked that question and I forgot a couple of years ago, I had been talking to you about playing for um, Kildare and yeah. uh, you won an All-Ireland with, Kla- with Kildare you've got soaring All-Stars, you've got Players of the Year, and that's before we even, even before I presume, yeah, when did you go down to uh, Paulstown? You're settled in Paulstown now, are you? Or, yeah, settled in yeah. Paulstown, yeah. Um, 2006 I joined by Rangers, yeah,
1: 2006. Yeah, yeah. So I came to Boris in 2004, um, started teaching in 2004 and I found the travelling up and down quite
0: hard. I wasn't enjoying Camogie because… Where, no sorry, where are you from um, originally?
1: I'm from Kappa in North Kildare.
0: Okay, that's, yeah, that's obviously the Kildare the link. Yeah, okay, sorry, go on. Yeah,
1: yeah so, um, just there was no motorway at the time and I was in my early 20s and I was enjoying life down here and it was hard to get up and down for training and I just decided, I just loved komovie so much and I wanted to play more than I was getting to play. I wasn't getting training in during the week or anything like that, so I decided to, to transfer.
0: Yeah, yeah, but just to go back then to your, your um, appearance with kildare in an all ireland final at least one all-iron final is it were you two
1: yeah yeah well we won in 2013 we lost and yeah. we lost in in 2015 and look i played for kildare from a young age I was on the junior yeah. team at 15 and just loved every second of it um yeah. Yeah. Was just i just loved playing county my yeah. mother has three All-Ireland medals i grew up watching her sure so, mary obviously played for carlo and there was lots of leinster finals between carlo and kildare when i was growing up and yeah. um
0: You'd be there with our cousins from Lottle Bridge and <laughs> I'd be shouting yeah. for Mam on one side and they'd be shouting for Mary on the other. And yeah. That's there's a super photo. The, the super photo going back up to two thousand and fifteen and it's um you're holding your baby son Connor and the pet dog Sam is also in the photograph, but it's an absolutely beautiful family photograph. and well, I presume you still have that photograph
1: oh it is yeah. It's, yeah it's hanging up in there yeah
0: <laughs> it absolutely. made the ball very
1: quick yeah that i had i had connor um first try that january and that was 2015 and i went back to county probably after 10 weeks after having him and we met the all-ireland that year the intermediate all-ireland and when we lost to watford in the, in the intermediate all-ireland that year uh we, we lost by six points we we're very very good side. for science they are sure, like their senior since and yeah. performing up there so yeah uh 2013 Lost to Kilkenny in the semi in 2014 and we lost to Waterford in the All-Ireland in 2015. That was a three year, great three years old stable. So
0: absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, your husband was coaching, did he coach all three sides?
1: Yeah, yeah, Stephen yeah. came involved in, in 2013, the year we won the All-Ireland. He came involved maybe just after Easter that year and uh, stayed with the team then 2014 and 2015,
0: yeah. Yeah, better mention his name, Stephen Dormer. Have a good rage, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh you look you went down to Paulstown and uh this year in particular I suppose or with, sorry two thousand and twenty two I keep thinking I keep forgetting that we are gone into twenty twenty three now. But you were playing with Paulstown, Barrow Rangers in the um uh, was it the intermediate against St Rynus? Yeah. you're beaten by a couple of points. That one of the yeah, low or is that one of the, the lows point. or have you had enough highs before that to uh it's <laughs> like like look,
1: we've been trying for so long to win to win yeah. the intermediate championship yeah. here in Kenny. Like our Rangers won the intermediate, it was two thousand and five. Okay. And like for the best part of fifteen years trying knocking on the door trying to win an intermediate okay. so, was yeah. just fantastic. I hadn't thought about Leinster, just wasn't under air. And then we went up, we played Cam Ross, went to a draw, we won an extra time and then we met St. Rhinus and
0: Oh, it was a great match. It was wonderful yeah. and then we lost. Yeah. But it was still yeah. a great match. Yeah, yeah, I saw that what, one twelve to three four. It could have gone either way,
1: I'd imagine. So yeah. and
0: did with on and beat Michel in the um in the did. final. Yeah. 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 Okay. You're also a volunteer award and a Soaring Stars Award. Soaring Stars two thousand and thirteen you got the volunteer award more recently. Uh what do you think of individual honours? you do you enjoy getting them? Look, we all enjoy getting them, but what do you mean compared to a teaching um, teaching a group of girls that you have at the moment, coaching a group of girls that you have at the moment, where would they fall into your priorities? Yeah, um, it's not fair. There's no greater joy than, number one,
1: playing and number two coaching and i've yeah. just been lucky enough for my whole career i suppose my p teacher so i've always coached alongside yeah. playing yeah. and i just feel so blessed to be able to do that because i feel like i you know it's when i didn't go out and play and you can go home and you can give out but when you're coaching as well you see the two sides of things and yeah. um i just look i just feel really lucky that i've got to coach as much as i that i get to coach as much as i do uh play and um Look, everything around that is, is lovely and it's wonderful, but like, nothing compares to being out on the green grass and, and playing bogey and guiding people along the way and enjoying the company of the people you're working with and all the fun that comes with it and everything else, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. And finally, you're on a midterm break this week, am I right in saying that? You're going back to school next week and when will the build-up start to the order and final?
1: To, to go ahead and just talk about this match till the cows come home until we decide it's time to shut it down and focus like you know oftentimes you hear sports people after a match saying oh we're going to do, look they, they tell you very little and they don't want to talk about it and they're almost told that they you know they need to keep a certain party line I said to the girls enjoy it these are under 16 camogie players it was a phenomenal win last Saturday they haven't had a chance to talk to all their friends at school about it so I said to them, go back in next week and chat to all the teachers chat to everyone about it and maybe do you know coming towards the end of next week, we'll we'll refocus again Wednesday or Thursday, and um like we're training away anyway. Um, but it's important to enjoy the wins here because they don't come around too often, and we haven't haven't won all Ireland or anything yet. But to win the way we did last Saturday was phenomenal. To win Leinster was phenomenal. So we we'll let them enjoy it, and uh, we'll we'll keep training and tipping away.
0: Arla, thanks very much for coming on the Across the Four Lakes podcast. It's a pleasure to talk to you, and I look forward to seeing you wherever that match is on March the 4th, stress March the 4th, not February the 25th.